0: For in this sanctuary, for in this sanctuary, God, God is He. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank- we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. The world needs you. The world, the world, the whole world. The whole world. In this sanctuary. Please open the word of grace by means comfortable for you, as we go now to our scripture lesson. We're going to the New Testament, the letter of Paul to the church in Rome. Romans chapter 1 verses 1 through 7. Romans chapter 1 verses 1 through 7 and listen now for the word of the Lord from Paul a servant of God a servant of Christ Jesus. God chose me to be an apostle, and he appointed me to preach of the good news that he promised long ago by what his prophet said in the holy scriptures. This good news is about his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. As a human, he was from the family of David. But the Holy Spirit proved that Jesus is the powerful Son of God because he was raised from death. Jesus was kind to me and he chose me to be an apostle so that people of all nations would obey and have faith. You, you, every one of you, are the people chosen by Jesus Christ. This letter is to all of you in Rome and to the world. God loves you and again he's chosen you to be his very own people. And the Apostle says, where our focus will be for today, the Apostle says to the church, I pray that God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ will be kind to you and will bless you with peace. The word of God for the people of God. God. Thanks be to God. And now, beloved, won't you pray with and for me? Almighty and everlasting, all powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present God. As I come to proclaim the word of God to the
1: people, won't you please,
0: please, Lord.
1: Please allow
0: the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. For you, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer and I thank you and I praise you, glorify you adore you in Jesus name I pray let everybody say amen Amen. Amen. let us go eagerly To the word of God. There's a lot of pressure on those of us who have been chosen to preach the word. Because that's where God is today. And has been every day. And as people will ignore God's word. God has shut a lot of stuff down. To get back to the basis. And to get us out of the way. Oh praise him. Oh praise him. Our sermon topic for today is receive the peace of God. Receive the peace of God. Today I'm going to share with you a lesson from Pastor Paul, the great apostle, preacher, pastor. Paul the Apostle. Apostle means sent by God. Apostle is responsible. This one, Paul the Apostle, he's responsible for 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. And his teachings are just so rich and so deep, so deep that they can take us a lifetime of study. But the focus we want to learn and to lean into today is found in his prayer. Let me see it one more time. Verse 7 of our scripture. Pastor Paul says, I pray, oh God,
1: I pray, such an appropriate prayer for such a time as this. She says,
0: but I pray that God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ will be kind to you and will bless you with, with peace. But like most of Paul the Apostle's letters began with the words grace and peace to you and that he says that grace, God's grace is a state of of tranquility and quietness quietness of spirit that transforms and transcends our circumstances You know, the term peace is described in scripture as a gift from God and congruent with who God is. And if we want to to reduce Paul, the apostles' teaching, to just a few pointers, I'm going to try to do that this morning. Just a few pointers for living in peace. Peace. What, What would Paul say? Well, from my studies, I believe that the first thing Pastor Paul would say to us is, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Oh, beloved Christians, get discouraged sometimes because you know what? This journey, our destiny is not always easy. And and because there's always some obstacle or some hindrance to just slow us down or impede our progress and, and we get discouraged, you know, some of us, some of us find ourselves having some real challenges to face today. Can I get an amen? And so the question for some Christians is this, will I find a job? Will I be able to make it through this season financially? Oh my God, will I get through this divorce? Will I ever get married again? Will I be able to stay in this mess of a marriage that I'm in? Will I be able to get gifts for my children? Will I be able to conquer this addiction? Oh, oh my God, Then for others with all the things going on in the world. They find themselves in a state of depression, depression. Oh, they start thinking about the memories of those they lost. A friend, child, spouse, a parent. Some people today have grown children wandering around somewhere on the streets. And thinking about all these things just make many people begin to just cry. Heard somebody say the other day, I'm crying until the tears run into my hair. Christians get discouraged because discouraging and disheartening things happen in everybody's life, including Christians' life.
1: You know, because because sometimes the
0: odds against us seem so overwhelming and so devastating that we go into it and we just lock down into others and into ourselves and we get discouraged and we get sad and we get depressed but most of all most of all we get discouraged discouraged because somehow we are made to feel or allow ourselves to feel defeated defeated but you know what I'm talking about If you know what I'm talking about, you need to say, amen, hallelujah, sometimes, sometimes. Ah. Oh, but for those of us who have been in the trenches and who have sat at the feet of Paul the Apostle, those of us who have read the word of God, you know, it's it's just, uh, oh, the Christians who have not read the word of God. Who thought a long, long time ago, I was one of those who thought just going to church was enough. And then people get to church and don't even listen to the word and they don't read the word. But ah, those of us who have read the word of God and prayed and praised, it's then that we have a truth to share this morning. And that is that the victory is already won. You can't feel defeated when you know who God is because the victory is already won. You can't get discouraged when you already know the end of the story. We have already won. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind because I'm a Christian. Victory is mine. Oh, Glory to God. Yes, it's true. We sometimes get dogged down, but there's a God that we can hear saying, peace, victory is yours. Pastor Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 8 through 9, he says, we Christians, he said, Christians, now make it clear, we Christians are afflicted in every way but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken, struck down, but we are not destroyed in times like these. We must believe the word of God, and we must know, we must know that our victory as Christians is still at hand. You can know that the victory is yours, because God has established it for you and for me. That's why you want to be a Christian. Oh, God, it sends us today in the midst of everything. Peace. God has declared the victory. and That means that if God has established and declared our victory, then it cannot be revoked, rescinded, or canceled out. God had made. That's why. And First Corinthians, because Paul says, chapter 15, 58, he says, Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus the Christ. Oh, and when we know the victory is ours, we have a sense of peace. But not only when Paul the Apostle tells you and me, don't be discouraged, he would, he would, he would tell us all, another thing he'd tell us to um, this is a good one he'd say care boy, man, woman get up <laughs> get up get out of the bed keep on pressing on because child of God we must know that pressing is what God wants us to do because if we just keep pressing on, we will eventually reach victory point and get to the other side and then shout hallelujah and the words on what they shout about, it's a pandemic going on, hallelujah I made it over to the other side, glory, oh glory to God, there is no peace in stopping, there's no peace of setting a tent up in the valley of this back The valley. And you can be cute in your walk. Hold your shoulders up. That's what the old folk used to tell us. Hold your shoulders up and walk. Walk through that valley. There's a song. I'm pressing on. The upward way. <laughs> New heights I'm gaining. Forget about it. yesterday. New heights I'm gaining every, every day. I'm pressing home. Oh, well, we must get over things. we must move forward. We can't let
1: anything
0: or anybody keep us from moving on up the kings. How See, this is a test today, especially. On the church of Jesus Christ when God says I'm doing a new thing do you not perceive it and yet we are so stuck in the way we used to do it and the way we used to do it ain't working now and I don't know if it was really working then somebody ought to say amen because God is, is for peace and if we know in his peace God is saying turn your attention off yourself and back to me yes. turn it back to me because that's where peace comes from and the closer we walk with God the more his peace we can enjoy that's why sometimes you have to get away from people because destroy your peace, they'll snatch your peace, they'll take your joy away. And then to add to the fact that that we must get up and keep pressing on, we heard Pastor Paul say in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 through 14, he suggested that having peace happens by Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Hallelujah, I press toward the mark of the prize of the awkward call of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, I wish people would talk more about their present and their future than they do about their past. We all get caught up in how it used to be, I'm talking about the good old days, as if the days can't be better than good. <laughs> we're talking about how the church used to be filled. Well, then look at how many people were left out. We should, we should expect tomorrow to be better than today. Oh, glory to God. Hear that? It's called hope. Getting excited about what's going to happen. Oh, good God. It's called faith. Believing in something that hasn't even happened yet. Oh, hallelujah. That's what we Christians need to have. We, We have faith and hope in the promises of Almighty God. The best has not happened. The best is yet to come. Oh, glory to God. Believe it, believe it, and receive it. And that's why we must never lose reality of the peace of God. Peace. The peace, the peace. Let the peace of God invade you today and then take it with you. Oh, up. Just let it go. The past, just let it go. For the sake of having peace. And lastly, child of God. Not only would the apostle tell us not to be discouraged and to just keep pressing on, but I believe that the apostle Paul would tell us a third thing, namely, don't ever forget that God is still in control. Glory, glory, God is in control. Well, what does that mean? woman, I'm glad you asked me. He said, God is in control. Pastor Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39 when nothing makes sense, God is still in control. When we are worried, it's usually because we're trying to do everything ourselves. When we are at peace, it's usually because we remember that God is in control. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39 say it all. Pastor Paul says, For I am convinced. He didn't say, I think. It might. I don't know. I I think. He said, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, at anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us, God's children, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And there's a peace when you know that you know that you know that God loves you. When we grow in our knowledge of the wisdom and prosperity of God's love for us, you know what? Our minds and our spirits are beginning to develop and rest. You know, some folks look like they just going skelter. Just, I'm just going, they're just going everywhere. I just can't be still, can't think. They used to call it hell to skelter. Me know. And even when I'm not clear about it, I'm convinced that God is
1: speaking. His
0: control. Glory to God.
1: I believe
0: we begin to recognize that God really will make all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's why people are going to want to be Christians because they're going to be looking at you and me and say, "Good." God it. look at that. Everything seems
1: to work out for me. God is in control. And God is good. Yes,
0: he is. Oh, my dearly beloved, let me share this with you. I just want to share it with you very quickly. I have spent a lot of time uh, looking for spiritual growth. Because I know that I know that God has opened a new portal of spirituality and the church is not running to because the church has become an organization of itself. The church good God, has all its rules and its Things and it's people and all the things that it focuses on, without even checking with God. But today, it's a Pentecost. God said that we have to learn to worship Him in spirit, not in denominations, not in duties, not in meetings. Oh. We must learn to worship God in spirit and in truth. And people come up with all kinds of truths today. But the truth of God is found in the word of God. And so I've been searching for more, more of God. More of him. And I prepared to go to a special spiritual retreat this past week called Divine Opening. So. And the challenge in this retreat was, for five days, five nights, no spoken word. Silence. Five days. Five nights, silence. <clears throat> all the things I learned. See, sometimes we can't move forward because, one, we won't be still. Sometimes we can't move forward because we talk too much. Sometimes we can't move forward because we don't know how to be still and all. Attended this intensive silent retreat, and I experienced this. And I can't. I mean, there are not words to explain the whole experience because God it goes beyond words into our spirit, into our soul, and into our hearts. That's why He said, "Above all things, protect your heart." He didn't say, above all things, protect your mind. Above all things, protect your mouth. He said, above all things, protect
1: your heart and the quietness of God.
0: surpasses all understanding of our mind or anything we can reason and will watch over our heart the quietness of God will watch over our heart and, and, and watch over our mind and will we'll take whatever measures necessary to keep them The Lord's Prayer says, on earth as it is in heaven, and think, oh, we got to get a taste of heaven before we get there, so we're not great, cray when we do. The
1: place was absolutely gorgeous.
0: I really was afraid of going outside because don't go outside because mosquitoes bite me and bugs bite me. And I'm scared of lizards and all that stuff. Oh, the leader of the retreat asked us, before we went into silence, I said, "I have." I have. As if you've never seen a rose before. The theme of her work is God is only asking us to do the 10%. Father, our Lord Jesus Christ will be kind
1: mm mm-hmm. in
0: far away and I must send an absolute perfect sacrifice to come that sins and soul and when way God said I love him so much I'm gonna go myself as myself I'm gonna go give up my glory and
1: go down as my son my own self soul
0: sense me. always with you. And remember that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so Jesus invites us, come to me. All you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens and I Says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest in your souls. And now, as we take the cup. There are those of you who do not have communion kids, please uh, let us know. We will be happy to send them to you in the middle. Take the cup. You gift in your future. And I lift it up for all of us. This is a symbol of the body of Jesus Christ. It is the cup of salvation. It is the bread of life. His body was broken so that we could live. I can't take now and eat. The body of Christ broken And now take this, a symbol of the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of his blood shed for us to save us. Take, drink it in remembrance. And be blessed. Do this in remembrance. Remember, remember of me. And there are maybe those who want to give. We encourage you to give on the website, or the faithful ones who continue to mail in their tithes and their offerings, or to bring them by the church. We thank you. We thank you. God's house should never be wanting. There should be no lack in God's house how can you help anybody
1: if you don't have anything to give
0: And so we thank God for blessing us and we ask you to give and as we leave this place we carry you in our hearts And we encourage you to find a a way, find
1: a way to discover